Two Geeks, Two Beers podcast. Nerdy obsessions, drunken ramblings with Morgan Jeffrey and Tom Eames. So, games fans, are you ready to challenge that games master? Next Tuesday, 6.30, Channel 4. Hello and welcome to Two Geeks, Two Beers, a drunken, jovial, nostalgia-fest podcast featuring two British blokes on the wrong side of 35 clinging on to the past. I'm Tom, and with me, it's Morgan. Hello. So for this episode, we're fusing two worlds of our geek spectrum, and I think it's fair to say that TV, and film for that matter, has never quite known how to capitalise on the world of video game popularity. Would you say so? Is this is this another way of you having to go at Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Maybe. The film Mortal Kombat. Yeah. In the 90s, which is... It never quite... Superb. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, if, you have, if you haven't heard it, go back and listen to our Mortal Kombat episode in which I, I launched an impassioned defense <laughs> of the 90s Mortal Kombat movie. Not to be clear, the sequel Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. But the original. Right. Fantastic. Underrated. Yeah, yeah. underrated. But yeah, as a rule, sure. Yeah. Sure. Especially sort of a game show element, let's put it that way. Yeah. Can I ask, was when you talked about fusing two worlds of our geek spectrum, mm. spectrum, was that an, an intentional video game let's pun? Let's say yes. Let's say it was. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because I'm that clever. But I'd say there's one show in the 1990s that really summed up the passion and geek value of video games of that era, uh, way before video games, you know, what they've turned into now yeah. in the world of Twitch. YouTube gamers, esports, and Fortnite, and what have you. The disdain in your voice. I know. Is your, Twitch, <laughs> esports, Fortnite. Fortnite. Back then, it was just you and your equally rubbish at games mates trying to complete level four of Streets of Rage oh. or trying to figure out the puzzle in Monkey Island 3. Good times. I know. But that show was, of course, Games Master yeah. UK. Yeah. Memories of Games Master? So, memories of Games. So, I think it was on. Channel 4, yeah, I want yeah. to say. Yeah, okay. And it was a show that my my brother was probably a bigger gamer yeah. than I was um, in the 90s. Started but, early 90s. Yeah, well, he was he was a little bit older than me. Yeah. So um, he, he was he was more into games and so more into Games Master yeah. than I was. But I definitely remember, I definitely remember watching Games Master. The main thing I remember about Games Master, which when you put out your, yeah. your now traditional call on social media for... Um, Memories and, and thoughts about about Games Master. Uh, the 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 one thing that came back was, um, well, it was actually uh, one of our listeners, Rob Horrocks, who said, "Yeah, the only thing I know about Games Master is when you talked about it before on the podcast." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, okay." So my one memory of, of Games Master, I was talking about it. I've I've already I've already talked about it before. Okay, um, but it, it but it was that uh, gamers, I guess, um, would ask the Games Master, yeah. um, who. I'm sure you get onto who who portrayed the yeah, games master, yeah. but they would they would ask them uh, tough gaming questions. So, oh, I've 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 run up against this boss on this level, yeah. and I can't I can't complete the level. How do I do this? How do I solve this puzzle? Whatever. But this particular one was um, I've started playing Sonic the Hedgehog, and every time I try to collect the animals. <laughs> They hurt me. It was a show. Games, Absolute basic. Games Master, uh, every time I try and collect the animals, they hurt me. What am I doing wrong? And it's like, yeah, you don't you don't collect them, you jump on them. They're your, en- they're your enemies. <laughs> they're your rivals. Don't touch them. No, don't touch them. You jump, you jump on their yeah. heads, yeah. Mario style, and, uh, and, and, and you, you, you... But he must have lasted like four seconds on that game before realizing he couldn't get any further because he keeps getting killed by the animal. Well, it was it was a it was a lady, not a stereotype, oh, but, it, yeah. but it was a lady. Yeah. Um and yeah, it's like, well, you must have literally played 2 seconds ever yeah. of Sonic. The, the Sonic stress Hedgehog. of not knowing why you weren't getting any further. It's like I can't I can't get my head around this. I'm trying to collect these animals. And it's just it's just not happening. It's just not it's happening not for Pokemon. me. It's like Right, I've played two seconds of this game and already I've been driven to... I've got. A, the only I've, solution is to I've, be I've, an appearance on Games Master. I've got to get in touch with the Games Master. Yeah, it's my, yeah, it's my only salvation. Um, well, we've said before that we were a bit of a late bloomer when it came to gaming Many consoles. Things, but, 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 yeah, but also gaming, gaming consoles. Uh, we always had like our consoles later than you should have done. Yeah, we were we were poor is what is, is, yeah. is, is another way of saying it. But yeah, yeah no, but we, I, like, it's like when most people had a PS2, we had a PS1. Yeah, yeah. and I remember when Games Master was on... 
but at that time, I don't, I don't think I had any consoles. I mean, so, like the first console. You, yeah. You need the first console. Yeah. We know that you need the second console to have come out so that we can have the first console on the market. Yeah. And by that time, there were no consoles. I never had one at that time. Yeah. And so it, everyone on that show and the show as a premise was just this weird sort of make-believe. They're far too cool and complicated for the likes of me. I, could, I couldn't compete you, with it. You thought the people on Games Master were cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. You look at it now and they're yeah. absolute dweebs yeah. beyond recognition. But <laughs> at the time, I was just like, I, I'm not, I don't, I, I want to be part of this gang, yeah. but I don't have a console. Yeah. I don't think I had a console till about, what, 96, yeah. 7? And it was a Mega Drive. So that was a good four or five years after Mega Drive was cool. Imagine if you had appeared on Games Master in the 90s yeah. and you were like, oh, it's a podcast all about Games Master. I'll listen in. And then you start off that yeah, like, like oh, they were so cool, and there's like, I, I was cool. You were, yeah, cool. you were cool. Honestly, and then if any of you listening, and, and then and then you're like, they were absolute dweebs, and like, right, I'm sorry about that. I'm but done. I'm gen done. Genuinely, if any of you listening was on Games Master as a yeah. kid, well done, kudos to you, because that was it was amazing. Yeah, I, I bow uh, down to you. Also, if you are the person who couldn't get past <laughs> the initial, please get in touch. Seconds of Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Because where, you were where Patrick Moore just just <laughs> went, what the fuck is wrong with you? You've given it away. Yeah, it was Patrick Moore's game master. So we'll get onto that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you are that person, I would, oh, I'd love genuinely like a, like a formative childhood moment for me. Like the fact that I still remember it. I know it's, it's now, in your brain, a core memory. A core, yeah. it's, a, it's a core memory. Yeah. Uh, like, please get in touch. I would love to hear from that person. Yeah, yeah. Well, coming up, how a future leading British director was briefly the host of Games Master. Why it's among the proudest moment of a pop legend. Interesting. And how Super Mario Kart 64 ruined the TV career of one of its stars. Mm. So in case you didn't know, Games Master was a British TV show which originally aired on Channel 4, as you say, from 1992 to 1998. So quite, actually more than I thought, to be honest. Uh, Dominic Diamond, which we'll get on to in a minute, was the host for six of the original seven series, while astronomer Sir Patrick Moore featured as the Games Master. And maybe you'll get onto it, but... but why, why Patrick Moore? Was he just, you know the, what? Are they just like, he's wise? Yeah, uh, I, I, I genuinely, I'm not just, you know, make, normally you think I don't. Yeah. I did do a lot of research. Yeah. There's not really anywhere out no. there of how he got involved. I'm sure it's out there somewhere, yeah. but I couldn't find an obvious explanation as to no. how the hell they convinced Sir Patrick Moore to be part of this program. It's A, it's a how they convinced him, but B, like, why, 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 yeah. why, why Sir why Patrick did he Moore? Need to? Don't get me wrong. Knows a lot about astronomy. Oh. Knows a lot about astronomy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But probably not the guy. No. He's not the first person I would think of to be like, oh, anyone know any cheat codes for, <laughs> yeah. uh, for, 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 for Sonic the Hedgehog? It's not, it's not the yeah. first guy I would go to. I think they just went for, they were trying to think, right, we need someone who's really wise, Gravitas. really posh. Yeah. Who can we get? And um, they managed to somehow convince him. Um, I amazing. I, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the TV show's format consisted of a mixture of game reviews, small features, tips, and challenges. Uh, the challenges were the biggest section of the show and generally consisted of average players and celebrities often competing against each other for the coveted golden joystick. Now you say that, I do remember. I do remember the golden joystick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the show um, was, was a hit, was a success from its very first series with very high ratings and an audience made... It says here, this is on Wikipedia made up of mostly adolescent boys tuning in to hear diamonds, du double entendres, and sexual innu innuendos. Now, <laughs> what's, I don't know how what, they got the citation for I was going to say, what's the citation there? But uh, Probably right. Yeah, or, like, almost certainly right, but yeah. come on, like show your workings. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure I saw a lot of girls watched it as well. How dare you? There was a girl on it. Yeah, exactly. She didn't know how to play Sonic the Hedgehog, famously. But granted, but still. <laughs> The Games Master began when Jane Hewland, uh, previously of London Weekend Television, who had set up her own production company, Hewland International, took an interest in her son's love of video games. She put together a pitch for a program that would translate the excitement of games uh, into watchable television. Now, when I read that, I was like, do you remember the golden shot? Now, I say, do you remember? It was before our time, it was in the 70s. But I remember they sort of did a one-off with, I think it was Ant and Deck or something in the noughties. No, no, no clue. It was this thing where it was like, the game show was someone in the studio had like an arrow or something to aim at, at what do you call it? A bullseye? Uh, a bullseye or whatever. Yeah. And the person on the phone, so someone rang in on the phone right. and were like... This like, is so 90s. Move, it was 70s, this was. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. like move to the left, to the right, right a bit. So the person... This is live, I think. But with the, So what? So the person with the arrow can't see where they're aiming? Uh, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs. <laughs> the, essentially, the game was... 
they would be told what to do by the guy on the phone. Yeah. And then they would... Because because if they can see where they're aiming, the yeah. person on the phone is pretty extraneous. Like, no no need for the person on the phone. No, so I assume they can't they see. They can't see. And the person on the phone was telling them what to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was it. And that yeah. was the game. Yeah. And I think it was only a rel- relatively brief series for like a year. But it's not a great... But it, was, but it, but it did write in the ratings and then yeah. it was sort of forgotten about and then they brought it back when... Who was... Was it Vernon Kay or Harry... Um, or uh, Alan, Alan Carr. Alan Carr. They, they brought back game shows for like yeah. a one-off yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sure the Golden Shot was one of them. Wow. But anyway, that was essentially Niche. that was an earlier example of trying to bring sort of gaming into like mainstream television. Nope. Um, and obviously, we had we've we've done Nightmare in the past. Oh, side step uh, to your left, Simon. Yeah, iconic. <laughs> one of our first uh, one of our first episodes was Nightmare. Yeah, um, a great I, children's television show. I had like many fewer grey hairs when we recorded that I know yeah. yeah it's the stress of this podcast man um, but anyway after some rejection Hewland put together a video interviewing her son's friends about why they love video games it was Channel 4 that then became interested in the concept and approved the production though they only provided an initial budget of £10,000 per episode for a 10 episode first season now you'd think £10,000 alright that's a, that's a decent amount of money but a grand, but then as well but a grand an episode you've got to pay so Patrick Moore's fee. <laughs> yeah, I know, that's did, a good point. Did Dominic Diamond work for free? He's like, there's, lunch, there's, there's lunch, Dominic. And he's like, wow, I'm not doing anything else. <laughs> get, a, get a burger out of it. Yeah, exactly. BBC, like, uh, Channel 4 Canteen. I'm not doing anything else. Uh, she later told The Guardian, I, I was a single mother and I had just launched my own production company in the midst of a recession. My son Harry was 10 and for Christmas in 1990, he asked for a Nintendo. Now, be careful here. What? Just carry on, but be careful. Oh. It came with Duck Hunt. With what? Duck hunt. Uh, duck, 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 duck hunt. hunt. Duck hunt. Do you know what? Never noticed that before. <laughs> that's why they called it that, didn't they? I don't know if that's why they called they it that. They must have done. If, if, it wasn't, if it wasn't intentional, it was unfortunate. It, yeah. it came with duck hunt, a game where you shot at ducks on a screen with a little plastic pistol. The first time I watched him playing, it struck me that I was getting excited. This, you know, That was when I had the idea for a TV show of people completing at video games. Now... I, I was reading this, and again, isn't that essentially what Twitch and YouTube is all about? It's, now? The, it's the it was the yeah it was it was the precursor of yeah. your much maligned esports yeah, and, yeah. And, and and Twitch and just, YouTube just watching not... people play video games. And actually, although although Wikipedia was quick to assume that Games Master only appealed to yeah, yeah, yeah. you know pre adolescent boys who liked double entendres yeah. and sexual innuendo. Sorry, this show wasn't created by a woman. It's, it was so yeah. fuck your ideas up. But yeah, just that's what it's all about now. Just loads of people and kids in particular watching other people play video games. Yeah. Um, and so she saw that way back then. Uh, commissioning editors at first just didn't get the concept. Um, clearly none of them had young kids. That's what she said. Uh, then Harry had a sleepover for his birthday and all of these little boys came round. I interviewed them about what video games meant to them and I cut a video of that. Channel 4 looked at it and said, okay, now we get it. I asked Charlie Parsons, the creator of the Big Breakfast and The Word, massive shows in, in well, the UK in the 1990s. I have to say, I've never heard of Charlie Parsons, but, but Charlie Parsons... Well done, Charlie. Charlie Parsons was, I, I, I would assume, involved with the creation of Games Master yeah. and created The Big Breakfast and, and The, the Word. Word, two of the most iconic Channel 4 shows of all time. Yeah, yeah. So, and um, with this, three. Exactly. Three of the most. Um, I asked him if he'd seen any presenters. He might be right, and we auditioned a few. I took a load of audition tapes home and sat Harry down. He became the litmus test for everything. He fell about laughing at Dominic Diamond, who made some joke about waggling his joystick. Oh, okay. So to be fair, he'd, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Harry loved him, and that was that. I love that. Just did a silly joke about, just essentially a knob gag, a knob gag, and that got him the gig. Yeah. Um, so yeah, although Games Master featured game reviews, and most of the program was about the challenges where game players would compete against each other for the title of Games Master Champion. Contestants who were successful at their challenges were awarded the coveted Games Master Golden Joystick Trophy. Um, up there with a the Blue Peter badge and all those kind of things. Again, if you were not only on Games Master, but the, the, the bendy bully from Bullseye as well. If you if you if you have a golden joystick, out, oh yeah, please take uh, a photo of it. Take a photo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah at two I bet Ge- they're worth a lot of money. At Two Geeks Cast, let us know. Yeah. I mean, Pod- I, podcast at Two Geeks Two Beers dot com. That's please. our email. Yeah, yeah please. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Dominic Diamond was the main presenter of the program. Now with- and and and. I don't know. You may not get into it. Is, is, is his actual name Dominic Diamond? As far as I'm aware, let's have a look, shall we? Let's have a look. I can't. I, I, I can't. And it's Dominic with a K. Dominic, Dominic with a K. Um, let's have a look. 
Well, uh, no, right. Well, almost, well, almost. But but it's not it's not entirely no, no, no. fictional. So its full name is Paul Dominic Diamond. So Wait, that is his name. Diamond is his actual name. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah. Um and yeah, Sir Patrick Moore appearing in pre-recorded inserts as the game's master. Still with his little monocle. With a monocle. Yeah. So first up, let's let's talk about Dominic, shall we? So he is a Scottish TV and radio presenter uh, and newspaper columnist, best known for Games Master, but he also hosted the Dominic Diamond Breakfast Show on XFM Scotland for a while. He has also been a columnist for the Daily Star. Uh, he moved to Canada in 2009. He's hosted radio shows for stations in Toronto, Halifax and Calgary, uh, where he was also the host of the morning show on Jack FM from 2015 to 2018. So he's still got good gigs. There's Games Master in Canada. They're like Dominic <laughs> yeah, Diamond. Yeah, yeah. Because he's very Scottish as well. It's not like he's subtle Scottish. No. He's fucking Scottish. (laughs) Uh, He studied drama at Bristol University, where he was uh, a contemporary of David Walliams and Simon Pegg. Wow. So he was in class with those guys. Uh, The three of them are part of a comedy troupe called David Icke and the Orphans of Jesus. Would you believe? I wouldn't. Yeah. So Walliams and Diamond actually fell out after Walliams appeared as a guest on Diamond and his friend and Games Master commentator, Kirk Ewing's Paramount show, Domin Kirk's Night of Plenty. Domin Kirk's Night of Plenty. After which Diamond said that Walliams and co-Little Britain star Matt Lucas were, quote, complete assholes on the show. Uh, in a 2007 interview, Diamond said that he had not spoken to Walliams since, whom he described as both a comic genius and, quote, a twat. Um, wow. I'll just leave that there. How does he feel about Simon Pegg? I guess they're just, I guess they're just fine. Yeah, maybe they're, they're just bros still. Just but I love that as an idea that they just, they, all three of them met at, met at uni. Yeah. And all three of them, in their own way, went on to great things. But Dominic never quite got... Well, Pegg's another stratosphere. He's in Mission Impossible yeah. and Shaun of the Dead and all that. Yeah. Williams has done very well for himself, yeah. but not at the same level as Pegg. Yeah. And then you've got Diamond, who's down here... Done very well. I'd be happy with Diamond's career. I mean, I tell you what, we're not recording a podcast episode right now about no. David Williams or Simon Pegg. No, definitely not. No. And maybe we never will. But <laughs> Diamond, we definitely are. And kudos to you, mate, if you're listening. So, but, so, but so, fascinating... so far, the theme of this episode is us accidentally insulting people that honestly... No, we're, we're massive fans. Huge fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I just find that fascinating that the three of them were, were mates, but sadly not anymore. Never knew it. Yeah. And if you weren't aware of who Sir Patrick Moore was... Um, Again, we've said this already, but it couldn't be more far removed from playing video games in the 90s. We assume. We're, yes. making, we're making assumptions. Maybe he, he, he loved a bit of... Maybe he did. A little bit of gaming. He was an, uh, an astronomer. He was also president of the British Astronomical Association, yeah. co-founder and president of the Society for Popular Astronomy, author of over 70 books on astronomy, and presenter of the world's longest-running TV series with the same original presenter, the BBC's The Sky at Night, which started in 1957. I always get confused between Sky at Night, yeah. which is Patrick Moore looking yeah, at the yeah. stars. Looking at the space. Stars and that. Yeah, looking at the space. The space. Yeah. yeah. What was that show with Richard Griffiths where he was like solving crimes? And he, was, uh, he was a chef solving um, crimes. High in the Sky. High in the Sky. High in the Sky. Very different show. <laughs> I know, but I always get confused between... Yeah, yeah. Pie in the Sky, yeah. which is Richard Griffiths, who's a chef solving, solving crimes. crimes yeah. whilst, and, yeah. and, and the Sky at Night with Patrick Moore. I think especially when I was young, because it's just like, just two old dudes. It's and, and Sunday bo- night, probably. And both, both, both great. And again, both great in their own way. I miss the 90s. But yeah. Yeah, I think the Sky Night's still going, just with, what was it, Dan Snow or something? Someone else took over. Pie, pie in the Sky, sadly. No, no, no. 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 Um, so he was particularly known for his rapid diction and his monocle, as you say. Yeah. Uh, it made him a, a household name, I'd say, instantly recognisable on British TV for decades. Um, he was also a self-taught... Uh, now, how do you say this word, Morgan? This well, word here. Well, he, he he could play the xylophone. He could play the xylophone. Xylophonist? Xylophonist. 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 Okay, he was a self-taught xylophonist and pianist as well. Yeah. Um, he's also an accomplished composer. He was an amateur cricketer as well, golfer and chess player. Wow. And he died aged 89 in 2012. Also played himself in Doctor Who. Did he? So, yeah. A, ah. a cult icon. Wait, which, which era of Doctor Who? He was in Matt Smith's first episode. Oh, the, was he? The 11th hour, yeah. Oh. They were like, right, we oh, we need someone who knows about... Yeah, Gravitas. Who knows about the space. Yeah. Get, get Sir Patrick Moore. Great. Yeah. He also did loads of interviews. There was a great interview with him and Neil Armstrong back in the day. Well worth watching. Um, so during the challenges on Mastermind, Dominic was joined by various commentators. These included, I thought I'd give him a shout out, Derek Lynch, Kirk Ewing, Julian Rignall, Rick Henderson, Dave Perry, Tim Boone, and Neil West, 
among others. Uh, he later told The Guardian, Dominic, uh, I was in the pits of despair in 1991. I'd left university with a drama degree, wanted to be a stand-up comedian. Instead, I was temping in Milton Keynes. I just auditioned for The Word, but didn't get it. Ironic. I wasn't cool enough. Then I got this call. Do you want to audition for a show about video games? It sounded like exactly the kind of thing a little Scottish dweeb with round glasses could do. This is fine. Dominic referred to himself as a dweeb. So the fact that you dismissed all Games Master contributors (laughs) as absolute dweebs, he's fine. He's, He's reclaimed the word. Exactly. At the audition, I made an impromptu gag about waggling joysticks. They laughed. It was a joystick knob gag that launched a thousand joystick knob gags. I, lo- I, I love it. It's like, he knows that's what got him the job. Yeah. It was indeed what got him the job. Yeah. Wikipedia knows. And, and Harry, age 10, loved it. It was all about the knob gags. Yeah. Much, so, like, much like this podcast. So here's uh, an intro. This is just, I picked a random episode. Series 2, episode 10. Um, from the early days, I just want to give you a taste of what a general episode of Games Master was like from the beginning. So you get, uh, you get the intro and the first beginnings of an episode, and they're all pretty much like this. I hope so, we get a knob gag. Maybe we will. Let's maybe see. We will. Very 90s this music is, this and, is and computer graphics. 90s visuals. This could, this could not be more 90s. Games rig. Yeah, set in an oil rig season two. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Did they change location every yes, episode? Yes, they did. We'll go on. Every, oh, okay. Again, bigger bug. Even though she said it wasn't a massive budget, yeah. it seems like a bigger budget than I thought it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and Patrick Moore sort of resembles... What's the guy in Turtles? Turtles? Kra- Kang? Krang? Ka- yeah, Krang. Yeah. He's sort of like Krang. Yeah, meets, massive head. Meets Zordon from uh, Power Rangers. Yes, that kind of vibe. Yeah. shows give me a spots of entertainment we spread around in liberal doses it's not just a tv show for he's us. already doing it we actually ship them out here for a seven day stay here they enjoy offshore breezes hearty agadoo sing-alongs and the chance to find that elusive gold sticker for their italian 90 sticker album italian so, 90 the games master for the first challenge wow welcome to the games it's a bunch of our batch of video game teasers for tonight's first spree I thought we might go racing on Mario Kart. The evening's premier contestant needs to win the Mushroom Cup, the first race on the 100cc class. And detective, if you acquire a red Cooper shell, don't hesitate to hurl it at your opponents, as it will cause mayhem on the track. <laughs> Most amusing. Bear up, please. And if that was an error, but with what, what? Mario and his Manchester tonight is a young man from Kingston. Please welcome Peter Walters. Patrick Moore was, was so posh there that he referred to it as Mario Kart. Mario, Mario Kart. Yeah. He said Cooper right there. That was good. And then here the kids. No, Peter. Peter, this is this is a dry. This all right. Thank you. <laughs> This is our racing game, Peter. Do you drive yourself? Well, not at the moment, no, but hopefully in a couple of years. Hopefully in a couple of years. Yeah. Um, who, and you can choose different characters on this. Who have you plumped for tonight? Well, I'm going to be a Cooper Trooper, which is sort of turtle person. <laughs> and what's, what's good about him? Well, he can corner well, and he's got the speed to overtake people, so it should be all right with him. Okay, well, I hope This is like a certain way that, like, kids talk in the 90s. Talk like that no, anymore, kids do don't talk like that anymore. Uh, Quite like, confident, but, yeah. but 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 sort of like weeby as well. Yeah. Me at the side of the racetrack again, Tim. Welcome, Dominic. Hello. Now, too many tips for young Peter here. Yeah, he's picked the Cooper Trooper. Who's one of the <laughs> I, lo- sort of I love the commentary. Taking it so seriously. He's got a lot of power, and if he uses a bit of patience, he can really steam along. But my best piece of advice really is cheat whenever you can. <laughs> wow. Okay, some wise words from one of the bastions of British industry there. <laughs> okay, Peter has to come first in the 100cc division Mushroom Cup race. Peter, are you ready? Yep. Then off you go. Anyway, that is a good... And I, I, I genuinely think we should do a Robot Wars episode. Yeah. Right? He has the same vibe as Craig Charles on Radio uh, Robot Wars yeah. as Dominic Diamond. I think it's just like just cheeky, mucking about. Not taking it but, too seriously. But, but he's taking it seriously, but yeah. not, a, not too not seriously. Not too seriously. And I like that. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Really good. So you said that that episode, that particular season was set, yeah. on, was set on an oil rig. Yeah, yeah. And, um, to maybe think of, you know, when you're watching like a particularly like a like a VHS or a DVD, yeah. and it's always like you must not like 
show this in public. And it's like, well, I'm, I wasn't planning on it. Really? I'm just watching it in my flat. Have you ever seen these things where it's like, or sometimes it's actually, sometimes at the end of like DVDs where it's like, you must not like oh, yeah. show this like in like a school or anywhere, anywhere public. You can't like, kind of like a public showcase. Yeah. But, it's, but it's always like, not in like a, like a school. Or an oil or, rig. Or it's always, have you, have you seen it? It's always like, <laughs> or an oil rig. And it's like, that's so, <laughs> niche. that's so specific yeah. that you know, it must they, happen they must have, they must have drafted up the original, yeah. the original version of that. And then someone, and then it was like, Oh, you only guess what Pete's done. He's gonna fucking watch. He's gonna show it on an oil rig. Him and him and all his mates watching it on a fucking oil rig. Uh, right, redraft. Put in oil rig. We didn't think we we didn't think we had nah. to. But someone's someone's <laughs> someone's done, done it. Someone yeah. someone someone's done like a public screening of Jurassic Park on a fucking oil rig. So now we have to. Uh, sorry, sorry, lads. We're not it's health and safety. We're running it. Sorry, lads. We're working late because we have to we have to redraft the contract. But yeah, the, the size and scope of it, it, it just looked, it just looked amazing. It just it was a huge it's like a warehouse vibe. There's yeah. loads of kids in attendance watching it and yeah, just it, I don't remember it being this big when I was watching it. It felt like it was just in a studio, which it is, I know what I mean, but it felt like smaller back then. I watch it now and go, "Wow, that's a bigger deal than I thought it was." Really good. Small quotes from uh, Jane Hewland, who said of the show, "It was the irreverent sense of humor that gave Games Master credibility with his audience, adolescent boys essentially." That's but, what she said. By irreverent sense of humor, she means knob gags. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for the kids to like us, we had to be badly thought of by authority figures. Uh, also, we had to be slightly weird, like a secret world they could join in. Uh, the show itself was designed like a video game, so every year we had a new level, a new set, a new style. A lot of thought was gone into this. Yeah, it has. We caught the boom in 16-bit consoles when we launched. We were given the slot Jonathan Ross's chat show had on Tuesday evenings at 6.30pm, and we trebled the ratings. I remember coming home one night and looking into all the windows in the street as I passed. In every one of them, I saw a lone boy watching Games Master. I love that idea. Uh, Dominic Diamond added, I don't think there's been another production team that squeezed as much fun out of every frame of television as we did. Once we became a success, Channel 4 were great and they just let us get on with it. I think they were just too busy counting all the money. <laughs> uh, Mortal Kombat is probably the game that featured most. That's there weird. You go. That's weird. It was perfect because, like Games Master, it didn't try to hide its naughtiness. Horrifically, graphically violent, yes, but also really slapstick funny. And that's be, why you love Mortal Kombat. Well, to be clear, Games Master wasn't horrifically graphically violent, although it was slapstick funny. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, I took the piss out of the kids about their hair, their clothes, if they had a girlfriend, if they didn't. Um, I think that was part of the show's appeal. It was like the way their mates talked to them, and then there was all the innuendo. Some of the stuff I got away with was unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea that he, yeah, just didn't care. Just took the piss out of every single kid that appeared on the show. Lovely, thank you. Hello and welcome to Games Master. If you're tuning in for the first time, where have you been? But my, how tall you're getting. You're four weeks late, but we've all taken turns keeping this slot warm for your arrival. So sit yourself down, have a mug of chamomile, get out your joystick and give it a loving caress, because that's what we'll be doing here for the next half hour. Among the celebrity guests, I always loved the comedians. Vic Reeves was like being in the presence of a comic god. Vinnie Jones was always a challenge. He appeared multiple times. Why? Jones, yeah. Uh, but he, he became our go-to footballer because he just lived around the corner. Why, but why did, it, why did a show like this need a go-to for, oh, I guess for football games? Yeah. yeah. So, right, so if, it, if it's like we're going to play... Yeah, a footballing game. We're going to get Vinny, Vinny Jones. Vinny Jones. Vinny yeah. Jones. Oh, but, but I loved it. It was whilst he was playing as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it wasn't like he would retired. No. You know, he was still going. When Take That were on, you could tell that they were just going through the motions, except for Robbie Williams. He was a genuine fan and he really wanted the win. He's written a wonderful forward for a 30th anniversary Games Master book I'm working on. He says the only award he keeps in his house is his Games Master Golden Joystick. And I love that. This, this is such, such I a... I couldn't believe it. This is such a, a meeting of, a meeting of <laughs> minds, of moments. Yeah. Because no, I don't think anyone else in the world is a Games Master fan. <laughs> And a Robbie Williams fan. I, I'm just, just I'm, me. Just, 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 well, and Robbie Williams. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah, just the two of you. So I love that. So a five man gaming orgy awaits us. And I'm very pleased indeed to welcome five of the swinsomest stars of music Gary, Mark, Robbie, Howard, and Jason. Take that! <laughs> Good to see you. All right, huh? All right, Mark. All right, Gary. Okay. Right, boys. Now I know that all of you is like a little waggle now and again, but come clean. Who is the best games player in Take That? Definitely 
No, it's Obviously. Me. It's me. It's me. It is me. Well, it's funny, Robbie, because I actually read that you can beat Danny Minogue's high score on Tetris. Is this true? Uh, she doesn't find it funny, but it's the truth. What is the truth? <laughs> so for the third series, Dexter Fletcher now, yeah, became so the main presenter. Now you're saying that it is, it is yeah. ringing, ringing a bell. Why did they get rid of DD? Well, the change, this change was criticised by fans. You saw the new host as over the top and too in your face. Again, no citation, but fair enough when you watch it back. <laughs> to balance this, the production company dropped all other co-presenters and gave UK Games champion Dave Perry a regular co-presenter slot on every episode. Uh, Fletcher, at the time, was best known for having played an American character called Spike in the ITV drama series Press Gang, which Written we talked about before, haven't we? Steve Moffat, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Dominic Diamond apparently didn't come back due to disagreements with the show's creators about his desire to pursue business opportunities outside Games Master. Right, so he's like, right, okay, this is going well for me. I want to. Oh, I, I want to see what's out yeah, there. And they're yeah, like, fair no, enough. no. no. And you're not, you're not leaving this oil rig. As well, he, he didn't. He didn't love the appointment of McDonald's as the show sponsor for some reason. I mean, adolescent boys love McDonald's. I know. Yeah, knob gags at McDonald's. Um, but yeah, um, Dexter Fletcher, who's now. A brilliant director. Yeah. Um, he was in, well, he was in Lockstock, wasn't he, as an actor? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, he was in Bugsy Malone, actually, as a kid actor back in the 70s. Yeah. But anyway, uh, and now what he did, Rocket Man. Rocket Man. He did a bit of Bohemian Rhapsody as well. He's got a uh, Ghosted coming out on uh, yeah. on Apple TV Plus with Anna de Armas, so, Chris Evans. I interviewed him once as well. Did you? Yeah, I was very hungover at the time. <laughs> Don't remember any of it. Right. But I think I got away with it. He wasn't, he wasn't too in your face. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. Um, but anyway, Diamond did return for series four. So here's a clip of Dexter Fletcher on the show and when Dominic Diamond actually referenced his comeback uh, and, and being replaced and all that. Kind I love of it. It's like, a bit, it's like, bring back, bring back Dominic. I know. One series wonder for Dexter yeah, Fletcher. Yeah. Can I say for the record that I hated that red jacket and was forced to wear it at gunpoint. However, there was like one costume which was even worse. For series three, the producer made me shrink <laughs> Wear a boiler suit, don an unruly black wig, and speak in a barely believable Cockney accent. <laughs> Taking the piss. So here's Dexter Fletcher in the role. Hello and welcome to the all new thumb numbing joystick crashing Games Master. Games Master! It's fine, but it's a different vibe. It's different. It's a different vibe. Yeah. No problem. No trouble. You're going to win. No problem. Do you know what? You're not scared of him. No problem. Dexter Fletcher has the vibe of Joey Essex. <laughs> if you know who Joey Essex is, he was in this reality show, The Only Way is Essex, and he yeah. used, he's, he's a reality show guy. That's just what he does. Yeah. But he has that vibe, just sort of a bit, like, simple, <laughs> but just talking in an Essex accent. And uh. just, you know, Joey Essex, what I do, yeah? Yeah. And, like... But Dexter Fletcher's not like this now. No. What a weird gig for him to do. It must have just needed a gig that day and just, just like, oh, yeah, go on then. I, I'm out of work, Dexter. I, just, yeah. I need to I'll do shout something. Some, I'll shout some kids. Very strange. But I love that he did it for one year and just like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. It's just, this is beneath me. I need to do something <laughs> different. So from the very first episode, Games Master included reviews of upcoming games as well. In an attempt to give the program more authority and get the gaming press on their side, as well as eliminate the need for extra staff to review games. Uh, the reviews featured a host of magazine journalists from the publishing house, EMAP. Uh, this meant the programme could pull the collective opinions of magazines like Mean Machines, oh. CNVG and ACE. I remember Mean Machines. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it did have a bit of credibility at the time as well. However, by Series 5, it was decided that the reviews would be better presented by two of the programme's co-commentators, namely Rick Henderson and Dave Perry. According to Wikipedia, at least, it brought a much-needed stability to the format. I put in bold, citation needed. Who's, who's deciding this? Yeah. yeah. And some interesting banter between the reviewers. Series 6 also featured Rick, who was now joined by Ed Lomas, while Series 7, due to time constraints, and Dave Perry, having resigned from the programme's cast after complaining on air about being set up during a Super Mario 64 challenge, employed two of its own research staff to present the slot, including Richard Pitt. Now, that was just quickly mentioned in reference to a Super Mario 64 incident. It just got me wondering, well, what, what the hell was that? What, what was happened? that about? What happened? So I looked into it. Oh, wow. So there's a description. It's not, it's not, it's not, no, I was expecting you to just be like, oh, uh, I, don't I, know what I, I, I don't know what happened. But I found the, the moment that they're yeah. talking about on YouTube. Yeah. So the description on this YouTube video about this incident um, shed some brilliant light. <laughs> the Super Mario 64 yeah. incident. So this is what it says. Yeah. The legendary moment in television history <laughs> when the man who had the rep of being one of the best game players in the country, in brackets, and was also a genuine sex symbol, 
failed miserably at Super Mario 64 and then sulked about it afterwards. Diamonds and on that bombshell makes me laugh every time. Sorry, so so it's describing this guy as one of the best games players in the country and a genuine sex Yeah, yeah. Is this his YouTube account? Maybe it is. I, 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 I can think of no other reason. This must be his YouTube account. So let's, um, so essentially a bit of context. So Dave is, Dave Perry is, he's gone through a few challenges. He's known as being like one of the best gamers in the country. Yeah. And he's up against this dude, just some guy. Yeah. Um, oh, and he loses, and then he's like, wow, yeah. it's a fix. And I'd say the guy he's playing is far more of a dish than Dave Perry is. But anyway, we'll watch this, that second. Well, this must be Dave Perry's YouTube account. Yeah. It's the only um, And he is, he loses, essentially, to this other guy. Yeah. And he's shafted, and he can't believe it. And he's yeah. in such a grump afterwards. Not only, Dominic no, loves it. He's just taking the piss as much as he possibly can. He's really ribbing him. Not only is not only is this guy better at Super Mario sixty four. Sexy as well. He's sexier. As he, well. he is sexy. He's got good hair. Anyway, here we go. Good hair in the nineties. Yeah, a rare commodity. <laughs> it is Christmas, and what a better way to finish than having a final playoff between the two leaders on the first snow level of Mario sixty four. The two co-commentators must race to the bottom of the perilous ice slide in the fastest time possible, while trying desperately not to skid off to oblivion. Good luck. <laughs> and so it all bows down to this final dramatic confrontation. Uh, with me in the commentary box for this Christmas special is Gazemaster presenter Mr. Dominic Diamond. Welcome, Dominic. Thank you very much, Dominic. <laughs> Now, Great guy, just take the piss. Commentator, an amusing question to start off. Well, I don't think there's any need for that tonight, is there? No, you are quite correct, Dominic. Let's move on <laughs> to the game. What tips have you got? Well, remember, it's a very tricky track here, Dominic. What I would do, I'd make sure you finish it because some of these turns are very tight indeed. Okay, thank you very much, Dominic. The challenge then is whoever can get to so the this is what, This is the sexier guy first. Now. In the quickest time, we'll walk away with our special Christmas quiz joystick. If both competitors fall off, then whoever has managed to stay the longest on the course will win. Best of luck, guys. Off you go, Kirk. So Kirk goes first. Okay, I mean, Kirk's, Kirk's a sexier name. Yeah, yeah. Kirk's got a kind of, good a, hair. you can't see this, he's got a kind of like 90s grunge yeah. look to him. Coins and all that on the screen. That's not important. All that matters is the time. And if he can he's get not doing that well. He's missing a lot of coins. 14, 15 but seconds now, coins aren't important. No, Marius is very new at this point. And oh. he's falling off. He's falling off. 20 seconds, he's gone. That's yeah, 20 seconds. So that's not very good. It's not great. Like, shouldn't, shouldn't win. It's a low bar. Yeah. Please make way for Dave. So here's Dave, the, the, the king. Now, he's wearing like a, what did you call Is that a bandana? Yeah. Yeah. Right, here we go. Here we go. And off Dave goes. He's struggling. Okay, he's down the slippery slope there. We're just coming up to the uh, first turn here. Again, now it is it's a tactic there, Dave. Some might say currently, some might say clever. He is literally staying on his bottom. Oh, oh. Last long as he oh. he's oh, already oh, off. 13 seconds. 13s, and he's furious. Look at his face. Now, a good tactic, but he lasts for 30.35 I failed seconds. to see how he's, he's in any way been. No. How, how, sorry, how has he been set up? Or He does explain himself. Okay, guys. Uh, not now, but congratulations yeah. first of all. Interesting way you handled this quiz. Kirk, abysmal at the start from zero to hero. Kirk looks like I didn't even think that time was Drew from Neighbours, if that's a good reference. Yeah. Now, sort of Drew from Neighbours cosplaying as Sawyer from Lost. Yeah, yeah, so yeah you good are the yeah. greatest games player in Brent. We're into what, Drew. Uh, what went wrong? <laughs> well, I think I've Look. been set up fairly badly here today. Right. Livid. And in particular, what reason? I think having a final game where one player owns the game in the machine and one player doesn't isn't in the interest of fair play. Uh-huh. Okay then, so uh, what you're saying, Dave, is the biggest game of this year. You haven't played much. It's not released till next year. I'll play right. it next year when it's released in this okay, country. Okay, you are a journalist. We can get it on import. Not a journalist, I'm a marketing manager. Right, okay then. And you don't have a book coming out about, you know, games and anything like that? Don't hate him. About beat him up. About beat him up games. So we're not seeing sour grapes at all here, Dave, is what you're trying to say. No, we're not. We're seeing somebody just saying he's been set up. Okay, D Dave's, Dave is not looking at Dominic in it. the eye. Yeah. Let's award the Gordon Games Master Joystick 2. The new Games Animal, Mr. Kirk Ewing. I love that Dominic was taking none of his no. shit. He, everything he said, Dominic was right back yeah. at him, being like, "Oh, so, so you can't, you can't get it at all." Also, that that this guy, um, Dave, wore a, wore like a bandana, yeah. and was a marketing manager. Yeah, no marketing managers wear a bandana. Me and the mermaids and Rick and Derek. And uh, what's your name again, Kirk? And what's your name again, Kirk? I would like to wish you all a very Merry Christmas. And I'd like to leave you with this question. Why do we only get one Christmas, but five Nolan sisters? Merry Christmas! <laughs> there you go. 
Wow. Classic telly. Whoa, what a TV moment I that know. was. I've, been, I've, I've obviously been, been sat up here. <laughs> but well, wow. so in an interview with Casually Hardcore, sure. uh, Dave said, I was majorly pissed off at what had gone on that day. We were told that if we took part in the quiz and got through to the final, then there would be a playoff on a neutral game. However, when I turned up on the day, the game had been changed suspiciously to Mario 64 and the N64. I'd recently spoken out in the trade press saying that I would not play Mario 64 until it was officially released in the UK, as the amount of press attention uh, the new Nintendo console was getting was ruining the Christmas games market in the UK. Right. When I inquired if any of the finalists had played the game, it turned out only that one had host Dominic Diamond's best friend. Not only had he played it, he had been playing it constantly for the past few months and completed it a number of times as he was helping develop Earthworm Jim 3D. Hardly a neutral game. <laughs> when I complained to the director, I was told not to worry because he would not get through to the final, and if he did, then the game would be changed. I should have smelled a rat. <laughs> so I played on and won every round. However, when we got to the semi-final, if you watch the whole show, you will notice that at least one question comes up about Earthworm Jim the game Dominic's friend was helping develop. Coincidence? <laughs> so now he's in the final against me on a machine I've never played on and a game I've never played and uh, he's been playing for the past few months. When I went to see the director about his promise that this wouldn't happen, he simply told me uh, there wasn't time to change anything as the, as the crew had all run over on their scheduled time and the final had to take place immediately. He also told me that if I walked, if I, walked I wouldn't be allowed to use the company's hire car that brought me to the shoot and would have to get home on my own. I was in the middle of an industrial estate in London on a Saturday evening. There weren't any cabs. I was fucked. Feeling set up and really hard done by, I decided to try and play my way out of it, but predictably lost by a couple of seconds. I felt betrayed. Seven seconds, but... I felt betrayed that the show I'd helped create and had served so loyally could do this to me. I should have reacted better, but I just wanted out. At least it made good TV. I quit the show there and then and never went back. Right. Let's let's assume that everything he's saying is true. Yes. That does sound like they sort of like... They just didn't get on with Dave. They, 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 conspired, they conspired yeah. to humiliate him. Yeah. What you have to ask yourself, Dave, is even if that is true, why was everyone conspiring to yeah. humiliate you? And if everyone thinks you're the twat, Maybe you're the Yeah, one. it's it's if, if if you meet one asshole in a day, asshole. they're the asshole. If everyone you meet is an asshole, maybe you're the asshole, <laughs> Dave. We don't know. We don't know, but we don't know. We don't know. Dave, if you're listening. Yeah. Um yeah. But it's Str what, what a great story. Straying into libel, but yeah. a great a great story. You're right, you're right, Dave. It was great TV. Yeah. Yeah, it leaves you a part of a brilliant moment of the nineties. That we'll never forget. Iconic, iconic yeah. TV. So Games Master was first broadcast in nineteen ninety two during the fourth sixteen bit console generation after the launch of the Mega Drive before the SNES. Sega's success in the early 90s with both the Master System and the Mega Drive, as well as a huge hit, Sonic the Hedgehog, helped cause a video game console boom in 1991, bringing gaming into the mainstream UK culture, which would only increase following the arrival of consoles with 3D graphics, such as those found on the N64 and the PlayStation. Uh, games Master regularly drew in audiences in the millions. It proved that there was a huge um, untapped audience for video games. Despite competition with specialist game magazines, the programme managed to get several exclusives over the series, showing games that were months or even years away from being finished. So because Games Master was largely a challenge-based programme, game studios could, for example, present a single level to be used for these competitive segments in free the show. Free advertising. Yeah. Well, not free, but you know, advertising. So Blast Call, for example, uh, had a, was a game that was demonstrated long before it, or even the N64 was uh, that it played on, was even available. It's not, it's not available in this country. No. Actually, I'm going to play it when it's available. <laughs> that's, 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 that's the hill I'm going to die on. <laughs> Occasionally, game studios made levels uh, specifically for use on one of the challenges. What? So levels that weren't even on the game? In the game? Maybe, and also, also get like maybe they did it for that, and then we're like, well, that was good enough. Let's we'll put, put it in the game, game. as well. Right. So, Shiny Entertainment were one such studio where they put together a special level of Earthworm Jim. No one has talked about Earthworm Jim this much, <laughs> but for a long, long time. Uh, though this worked out well for both Game Studio and the program, the experience was somewhat soured when this code ended up being leaked onto the internet. The internet. Which was very new at the time. New at the time. It was believed that the only way for this to have happened is that one of the staff on the programme must have had links with one of the online ROM crackers. I bet it was, I bet it was Dave. Yeah. Dave, Dave, yeah, Dave was bitter fan. and he was like, yeah, yeah. It, it was Dave. It was definitely it Dave. It must have been. Because Dave, Dave kept, he hated Earthworm Jim. He kept complaining about Earthworm yeah, Jim. Yeah, yeah. Is, like, again. I think this Wikipedia person put this in there but couldn't say it was it was Dave it was we all know it was Dave it was definitely Dave it led to a great deal of embarrassment and likely upset that the trust that existed between the producer Shiny Entertainment and the publisher Virgin Interactive oh, 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 oh now, now, now who's been royally set up I know uh, 
Um, so from series two, the program began the same. So this is fascinating, right? Yeah. So series two starts yeah. in the exact same style as series one. So yeah. same intro, all that kind of stuff, except it was uh, plagued by numerous apparent technical faults. There was a, a sign on screen that said, uh, apologies for the disruption, all that kind of stuff. So as the challenger was coming to the podium, like they normally do in every episode, the program suddenly crashed, rebooted, the new series opener. Very good. And a Street Fighter 2 challenge. And it just didn't reference what had already happened. Love it. Uh, the cast acting like the short segment preceding it just, just didn't ever happen. It's like Ghost Watch. Yeah. Wow. Um, so here's a little, here's the beginning of series two to show you that moment. So this is like the same intro music and graphics as series one had. Great early 90s, late 80s style music. Logo. Yeah. Iconic. And the same studio and same setting as the first series. <laughs> same outfit that Dominic wore. With a few glitches here and there. After five fallow months, welcoming you once more onto the breach, dear friends, for the best in video game entertainment. So for tonight's first challenge, let's review. It says temporary interference, please do not adjust your set. The games master. Greetings. How nice to join me once again. For this week's first challenge, I thought I'd test your nerve on Marble Madness. The object of the game is simply to guide a marble through a series of mazes. So get rolling and don't lose your marbles. Oh, and it's crashed. And attempting to control his balls on this challenge is Mark Hopfield. Control his balls. <laughs> It's a picture of some sheep. Normal transmission will be resumed as soon as possible. What a lot of Why? To go to. Why? And that says Games Master Level 1, expiry date 11092. Terminated. Terminated. Games Master Level 2, loading. How exciting and, and this it, must have been. And it looks time. like a proper video game yeah. as well. So cool. This is great. What a great idea. I know. And now it's the same intro we saw earlier. So I can skip this. And now here we are, in the new set, in the new studio. What a lot of effort to... I know, to... and a new outfit for Dominic and everything. Thank you. But not referencing what just happened. Thank you. But anyway, no. fascinating. An, an, an unnecessary amount of yeah, well, effort to go to, but brilliant. I love that they did that. Did they film that at the time of the first series and just, what? like, we'll keep this, this is what we'll do for series two? Or, 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 did, or did they have to, like... Get a, I know. A, a load of kids to like fill out this and then just go, oh no, actually, now we've got a, go home now. Yeah, weird. So every series following series two had the original series closing moments portrayed in the series itself as the previous set. So the previous set, would it would do the same thing, being de deconstructed in some way or another. And in the final series, the set was literally dismantled and the studio closed down over Dominic's final work. Oh, so they knew it, they knew it was ending. They were like, yes, this is a wow. They did, okay. yeah. So for each location in which the series was set, a plot device occurred in the style of that series. So series two was set on an oil rig. Uh, Diamond's uh, auntie Marisha blew up the kitchen at the end of series two, which led to the rig's evacuation. Why? Why is there all this like? I know, like like lore, back, backstory, lore, yeah. games master I know, lore. Great. Uh, Diamond was later revealed to be burnt to death while trying to escape, giving way to Dexter Fletcher to present series three. Right. <laughs> Sorry. I know. So, so they didn't just go. Oh, we've got we've got a new no. host in. Don't worry about it. They killed off Dominic. Oh yeah, Diamond. They killed him off. Yeah. Was yeah. It, I, I, you'll get onto it. Perhaps. Did they have to like re resurrect yeah. him? Because you've yeah, committed. Yeah. You've committed now to I know, having you've done it now. This 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 level this yeah. level so of detail. Diamond, Diamond returned in series four onwards, which was set in hell and then in heaven in series five. So, so sorry, so is Do so Dominic Diamond is dead. Yeah. But for the majority of the series. Yeah. Well, continuing on from his whereabouts after his death in series two, although the opening title sequence of the fifth series offers an alternative death, with Diamond being run over by a bus and flatlining while in hospital. All right. It was for boys in the nineties. Yeah. In the opening credits to Series 6, Diamond was portrayed as falling from heaven. So he's he's been reincarnated? Yeah. Okay. The Series 7 titles were a dream sequence in which Diamond has travelled to the Series Island setting. So Series... So he, die, he dies... He dies after two series. Yeah. He is some sort of... Resurrected um, from heaven and hell. He's, he's, in, he's in either heaven or hell. Yeah. Then he returns to Earth in Series 6. And now he's And then Series 7 is all, is all a dream, like, yeah, like yeah. Dallas. Yeah. 
There was no, there's no need, Why do they need, to no do need this? for any of this. I, I love it. I'm glad again, I lo- it. again, I love yeah. it, but there's no need for any of it. In 1998, towards the end of production for the seventh series, the program was looking set to be recommissioned. Uh, viewing figures were still strong, and the program was finding a new audience, uh, benefiting from the emerging PlayStation culture uh, with the success of Sony's console bringing gaming into the mainstream. The production was also more oriented uh, towards actual gamers uh, rather than the first few series, which had been like quite light in feature content. Uh, and it was no longer poking fun of the nerds and geeks. It was more young young adults and not children and teenagers who appeared on the program. So it was taking it more seriously. Indeed, they and the publicity-seeking celebrities were now the subjects of jokes. So the celebs were the ones they took the piss out of. Um, it is believed that Dominic Diamond, along with the program's producers, wanted to make a more adult program that would air in late night, a uh, more mainstream time slot. Games Master After Dark. Yeah. Uh, series 8 was going to be set on a pirate ship with bucks and wenches as the golden joystick assistants. Actually, I haven't had to mention this. Um, you couldn't see it in the clips, obviously, but there would often be uh, a lot of scantily clad females, we just say. It was the 90s. In, yeah, uh, handing out the awards and just, yeah. sort, just sort of there. Yeah. If you've watched any Bruce's Prices Right, it's that sort of situation. Window dressing. Yeah. yeah, sort of window dressing. Yeah. It's, this is the, the second podcast in a row that we've referenced Bruce Forsyth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Never, never thought that would happen. Let's try and do it from now on, shall we? <laughs> we'll always slip in a little... Yeah, Brucey, a Brucey Bruce, bonus. A Brucey bonus. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Uh, there was also talk of a spin-off programme being made that would seek to emulate the US talk shows of the time. Whether this would have meant a programme that focused far less on games is unknown. No confirmation exists that any pilots of this concept were ever made. Channel 4 did not see the potential of a gaming program for an older audience. Now again, no citation for any of that paragraph. So whether that was true or not, we'll never know. But I like the idea that Dominic and the boys were like, no, let's, let's take it more, let's do it yeah. more late night. Because Channel 4 was, was, was really good in the late 90s. Yeah. Graham, Graham Norton was on late yeah. night and it was Eek. that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Euro trash. <laughs> Was that Channel 4? I think it was. It was def- oh, it was definitely Channel yeah, 4. Yeah, uh, you know, that kind of... Pro- it would have fit really well if they yeah. morphed it into a more of an adult thing. However, changes in senior staff at Channel 4 were responsible for taking the program off the air. The new head of Channel 4 was Michael Jackson. Well... Not that one. <laughs> Cancelling Games Master is the worst thing he's ever done. <laughs> this Michael Jackson. <laughs> this Michael Jackson specifically. He, he had worked at LWT at the same time as Jane Hewland and the two never saw eye to eye. Because she would try and have a conversation with him and he would just moonwalk <laughs> away from her. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not talking to you, Jane. Yeah. <laughs> Jane, are you okay? <laughs> Alternatively, having been at the head of uh, BBC Two, Jackson may have wanted less entertainment programming on Channel 4. Shall we see the the, the surprisingly sombre end well, of Games Master? I'm not surprised. There's so There's so much, like cohesive mythology yeah, yeah, yeah. around the show. I'm not surprised that they, you know, they really brought yeah, it home yeah. for the finale. But I'm just really glad that they knew it was ending because it could easily have been one of those shows that just didn't I, know it was ending. I'm stunned. Just, I'm stunned yeah. that a show like this, again, I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be surprised so at his, this point, but I'm stunned that it has a, basically a series yeah. finale. So here's Dominic's emotional sign-off of Games Master. So, that's it. I would like to personally thank the many talented people that have worked on this show. They will all go on to bigger things, but somehow none of them will seem quite as self-indulgent as Games Master. Uh, I know some people might have thought it's been flippant. To some people, it might seem as if it's been in bad taste, but it was made with the total conviction that to you, the viewers, it meant something. So I guess really now with The Last Link, of the last series, I should come up with the funniest gag in the history of Games Master, but uh, <sighs> I can't. Oh. Is that the end? Yeah. He's genuinely... And then, and then silent credits. Like he, like EastEnders when it gets all sad. He's genuinely like, like sad. Yeah. He's genuinely, genuinely emotional. And it's like they were like, oh no, Dominic, do you want to do another take? And they're like, no. No, I can't. Wow. How sad is that? Wow, I thought I thought he was going to turn it around and do a do a yeah. knob gag at the but end. It does, it does, there is a little bit left. Post credits. Patrick Moore. Out in the car park. Getting a taxi. Looking up the building. Little shrug. That's probably the first time Patrick Moore was seen at, in in the flesh. Yeah. And off he goes. Oh. Is that surprisingly sad? They didn't need to do that. No. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. 
So the first series of the program was repeated on Challenge, a great uh, game show, like vintage game show channel in the UK um, in 2003, but no further episodes have ever been shown. Challenge, again, apparently, thought the program was too dated and the games being played wouldn't stand up today. Sorry. How dare you? Sorry. Challenge shows like yes. old, old episodes of like Bullseye. Bullseye. Wheel of, the For- Generation Wheel of Fortune with Nicky Campbell. From the 80s. Yeah. And yet this is too dated. How dare yeah. you? I'd love to watch. This should easily. Oh. Anyway, looking back at some of the guests over the years, right? Yeah. So many fascinating figures of the 1990s. Yeah. And these are my highlights of the kind of people that appeared for some reason on, on uh, Mas- uh, Mastermind, <laughs> on Games Master, yeah. just playing random games. Do you know, do you know what they should do? What? Is test people's knowledge of Games Master and it's Games Mastermind. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So you had Jimmy White, yeah. player, Pat Cash, tennis player. Sure. Vinnie Jones, several times. Several times. Shadow and Jet from Gladiators. Oh, wow. I think they had a whole Gladiator special at one yeah. point as well. Bob Holness, uh, E17, and take that, obviously, mentioned them already. Sean Maguire. This is this is like a list of just 90s icons. Yeah, yeah, great. Two Unlimited. Oh. Crash Test Dummies. Mm. PJ and Duncan, as they mm. were known at the time. Yeah. Wigfield. Wow. Mr. Motivator. Yeah. Danny John Jules, Red Dwarf icon, he was on it. Yuri Geller. Michael Fish, the weather presenter. And Sam Fox. That is That is like... That could not be more nineties. I know that is like Perfect. the the good but, the good and the great of the nineteen nineties. They never had anyone like 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 Gary Oldman. They never had anyone like like a genuine star. No. There's a certain level of celeb, yeah. and I love that. Yeah. I love it for that. So here's a great clip of one episode. Uh, firstly, featuring a very young Simon Ass Amstel as a kid. Wow. And then we'll watch uh, Vinnie Jones taking on John Barnes in a football uh, game special. So here's so Simon Amstel. In case you weren't aware, in US audiences is a, now a, t- a very beloved in his own way TV presenter presents a show called Nevermind the Buzz well he used to Nevermind the Buzzcocks and, but, but and T4 ago, and all yeah. that kind of stuff yeah. uh, very acerbic in his own way uh, but yeah here's him as a kid this way excuse me step back step back okay we've got to get through this is the Dexter Fletcher not, it's not the Dexter series in yellow all right okay. Tell us your names, guys. I'm Simon. Simon. There he is. And I'm Robert. Robert. I'm Matthew. And you're Matthew. Uh, so which one's the team captain? That's me. Simon, you're the team captain. So right. how are your team going to fare? There, we are going to do absolutely brilliant. We're going to do better than any team here. We are unstoppable. We are the Essex All-Stars. <laughs> that, With that, a Z, probably, All-Stars. That must have come up in like a before you were famous. Yeah, oh, perfect. Someone must have brought that up to humiliate him yeah. at some point on a chat show. So here's uh, Vinny and John taking it on each other on. It's the moment we've all been waiting for. The final of our FIFA Soccer Celebrity Challenge. FIFA Soccer. Celebrities is going to get to take home the fabulous Games Master Golden Joystick. So, without further ado, let's bring our celebrities on. It's none other than Vinnie Jones and John Barr. Bizarre. (laughs) (laughs) Who are two legendary footballers in their way. Vinnie Jones obviously had a massive film career now. John Barnes, legendary rapper. Yeah, yeah. This is whilst I was still playing football, by the way. Yeah. Not retired. John, you ran away with a 4 1 victory against Spencer last week. You feeling confident about your challenge with Vinny? No, not really, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. No, I was a bit lucky against uh, Dennis because he's only little, isn't he? He's got the ball in the air. <laughs> little Dennis Wise. Over his head. What about you, Vinny? You going to show him any mercy? No, I don't think so. Not today. <laughs> all right, I'm sure the best man will win. All right, let's go to the games. Isn't it crazy? Ten years from this, from this, Vinny Jones was a genuine Hollywood star. Yeah. Appearing in like Swordfish and all sorts. <laughs> yeah. Of all, of all the films to highlight from his, uh, was it gone to see from his filmography? Yeah. Swordfish. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Barnes lives up to his good name and Mr. Jones doesn't let us down with any dreadful psycho tactics. So, John Barnes is playing Italy and Vinnie Jones is oh, playing it's, uh, Dave, 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 Dave's back. He's going to walk around with a golden joystick. Well, Still got his bandana on. John hammered Dennis last week. I'd be a fool to bet against him. But I like my steak rare. I like my soccer with grit in it. <laughs> I remember what Wimbledon did to Liverpool in 88. My money's on the irrepressible Vinnie Jones. <laughs> so, let's get the guys to start their challenge. And then it's just it's just two guys playing FIFA, like really old FIFA from 1993. But anyway, Vinny wins. <laughs> just just say so you know. Dave, Dave, credits to Dave, he was right. Yeah, he was right. Yeah. yeah, he knows his stuff. So anyway, in February 2021. Yeah, I remember. I remember this. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have any because I, I didn't realize this happened. Because as we say, Games Master was very much the the precursor to yes. things like the precursor yeah. to things like. Twitch and, yep. and 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 TikTok. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just naming. Things. I'm just naming things now that young people do. But you know, it, no, it was a precursor to like watching people play games yeah. online. And it feels like you could bring it back. Yes. Like legitimately, you could bring yeah, it back. Yeah, definitely. So uh, yeah, two years ago, 
Channel 4 announced that they were looking for a brand partner for a potential reboot of Games Master. According to the description of the format at the time, celebrities will undergo challenges, races and fights in a virtual battle across all genres of gaming under the watchful eye of the all-knowing Games Master. And in September of that year, Frankie Ward, Robert Florence and Ty Logan were announced as the new hosts. Wait, so this happened? Oh yeah, it's already happened. Oh right, I, th- I thought you were going to say that it never no, happened. No, 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 it happened. So episodes first appeared on E4's YouTube channel before being broadcast on E4 itself. In October 2021, it was announced that Sir Trevor McDonald... Good casting. ...was the new Games Master. Excellent. Brilliant. Iconic newsreader. Really good. Brilliant. And in November 2022, Channel 4 announced that Games Master would continue to another series after being successful on those social platforms. The next series will be broadcast on social media in 2023. So, so it's, just, it's just it's just it's around. happened. I'll play your clip now. I mean, I mean, good, good shout to have it on social media. Yeah, Make, yeah. Makes sense. Now, yeah. the presenters they got, they're perfectly fine. And one of the guys is a Scottish guy who's right. very in the mould of Dominic. Of Dominic. Just bring back Dominic. But I wish they brought back Dominic because I'm sure Dominic would have loved to have done it and he'd yeah. been great. But, you know, maybe they're trying to reach a new audience. Yeah, but but, think but, when, but yeah. when you watch it, you think, well, that could have just been Dominic. Yeah. If you're going to do that, might as well. Cause Look, it, if you're going to have a Scottish guy, yeah. get the Scottish guy. Exactly. So here's a little clip of the new version of Games Master. It's quite good. Oh. So Trevor in the same style of Patrick Moore. Yeah, he's got that weird sort of yeah. balloon head. Yeah. Same logo. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's got the same vibe. Same vibe, same sort of uh, warehouse. It's but three hosts this time. Scottish. Back. Yeah. Back, <laughs> like, what, do, what do we want for like yeah. the, the host? What qualities does he need to have? And I've seen Scottish. I've seen Rab before and he does gaming all the time. So he's, he's really into Please his game. Say hello Fair. to my beautiful, talented much more E4 appropriate co-hosts, Frankie Ward. Hello. And Ty Logan. Bam! So, so what they've done is they've got like a middle-aged Scottish guy yeah. to, you know, yeah. fill, fill that diamond boy. Yeah. And then as he says, they're like, but we'll get some cool yeah. people as yeah. well. Yeah. The Games Master. I am the Games Master, and welcome to my power station. Here, I create fiendish video gaming challenges that only the brave or downright idiotic are willing to face. So, don't get too comfortable now. Guys, I can smell fire and brimstone. I feel the breath of eternity on my neck. Either I'm having a stroke or it's our first challenge. <laughs> this guy's good, to yeah, be fair. He's he is good. good. He is good. I came into I, this, I came into I, this thinking this is going to be rubbish. I, I came into this prepared to hate it. Yeah. And yeah. I, I watched it, I was like, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, really, it's really fucking good. For some, one way to exhibit gaming prowess is to complete what is known as a speed run. Oh no. It's the same game. It's, it's Mario on ice again. Mario on ice. Yeah. I reckon they did that on purpose. One, one, one last night they must have done in the it. back of yeah. Dave. To navigate the level Bowser's Highway Showdown. But anyway, that's a great... Vo- I, I, I'm really happy that they took it, it seriously. Did it properly. But trying to appeal to a new audience yet still retaining the old audience. Yeah. Very good. Uh, so as ever, we put a shout out to... Uh, on socials and stuff about memories of Games Master. Um, on uh, Twitter, I love this. So there's a Games Master podcast under consultation, the Games Master podcast. Very good. And they were they replied saying, never heard of it. Yeah. Very good. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> if, you, you I, know, if you want to give us a plug on your next episode, thank I, you very much. I, I, I like that they've, they've they've gone with the Games Master ethos. Yeah. Lovely pun in the title. Very good. Not a knob gag. Not a knob gag, but, but you know, fine. Dominic would be proud. Um... Stuart Mackay, old mate. Oh, Stu. Sent us an email. Uh, me and my brother always used to watch Games Master. Presented by Dominic Diamond, he it, says with the question. He it was. Right. Yeah. Has he ever been on anything on TV before or since? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Nothing like of note necessarily. Best, 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 Ma- mainly radio. Best known, best yeah. known for Games Master. Uh, remember, he was quite funny though and would take the mickey out of the rubbish contestants. Yes, he did. Indeed he did. Underrated in my opinion. I feel like he's one of those people it was easy to hate back in the 90s. I feel like it was one of those people that people just didn't like or took the piss out of. Yeah. You watch him back now and I think, telling you what, he was very good at what he did. He was and, very funny. And again, you know, not, not wanting to go in on Dexter Fletcher because yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very he's, ta- he's a very talented man. Great actor, great director. But the fact that when you took Dominic Diamond out, it showed actually yeah, yeah. how it was, he, he made a difficult job look yeah. easy because he was so natural. He was lightning in a bottle, I think yeah. is what you call it. Yeah. Um, on Facebook, Darren Warren when we asked what are your memories of uh, Games Master, he said, this is my only memory. And he posted a photo of one of the uh, the ladies. But Yeah. 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 As, a, and, and as an adolescent boy, I'm sure that makes sense. 
Uh, Carl Shaw said, I'm sure it was there that I learned the cheat code uh, to on any level of Sonic the Hedgehog on Mega Drive. Up, down, left, right, hold A, press start. Yeah, you could, yeah, you can, then you could select the level. It was, yeah, quite, yeah. it was really good, yeah. I don't need to check it almost 30 years later and I still remember it. Yeah, because yeah. that was before you could actually like properly save a game. Yeah. So it would take you like, yeah, you, technically there's only like 30 minutes of gameplay yeah, Sonic yeah. the Hedgehog, but you could play it forever yeah. because you would just keep dying. But then with the level select, oh, yeah. so good. And a good friend, Sam, um, Slightly taking the piss, said, uh, I remember being amazed that the astronomer chap had played so many video games that he knew the solution to all those difficult parts of video games that people ask him about. Well, this is it. We we, we assumed that Patrick yeah. Moore only cared about yeah. the space, yeah. but he actually cared about the SNES. He did. As well. Yeah. SNES and space. So that's it for Games Master. We hope you enjoyed this uh, trip down memory lane as we reminisced about the classic gaming challenges, outrageous stunts, and the unforgettable gettable moments that made Games Master a beloved show for gamers and non-gamers alike. From the iconic golden joystick trophy to the one-off that was Dominic Diamond, Games Master set the standard for video game entertainment in the 90s and it's no surprise that it still holds a special place in the hearts of many today. So thoughts? Well, yeah, I mean, I... It, looking back at those clips, it, it did actually jog some memories and I, I remember kind of like the, the, the setup and... Yeah. You know, kids coming on and, and playing the games and some of the personalities and the characters, especially Dominic Diamond. But I had no idea about the the lore. No. That, they, that it was so, so unnecessarily involved. Um, and I had absolutely no idea that it had come back and it that they'd done it well. Yeah. So I, so I love I love that because yeah. my, my main thing was going to be like, why doesn't this exist now? Yeah. Bring it back. They've already done it. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. They should have a cameo from Dominic though, I think. They should bring back Dominic. Yeah. That's, that's our one. So if you'd like more beery banter about the past, head to twogeeks2beers.com or find us on your podcast platform of choice. You must have found us already if you're listening to this. Uh, there you can look back through our back catalogue of episodes. We tackle all kinds of geek culture over the years, including episodes about similar shows like Nightmare. Or if you have a taste of uh, you know nostalgic video games, we've got episodes on Mega Drive, Dreamcast, point-and-click adventure games, Street Fighter, and many more. And please also follow us on socials. We're on TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's at 2GeeksCast and all of those. Plus, you can support us on Patreon. Search for 2GeeksCast. And for a little bit of dosh, you can get exclusive goodies, merch, and special mini-sodes that we record after each full-length episode. This time, we're doing the games that we'd want to play if we were in a Ready Player One-style battle to the death. And please review us too on any of your favorite platforms or head to 2geeks2beers.com, click on the big review this podcast button and away you go. And you can email us at podcast at 2geeks2beers.com. That's T-W-O, not the number two. So yeah, thanks for tuning in. And until next time, grab your golden joystick and keep on gaming. Nice, sign off with a knob gag. Yeah. Uh, despite competition with specialist gaming magazines, the program managed to secure several exclusives. <laughs> start at the start of the game. Despite competition with specialist gaming magazines, the program managed to secure. <laughs> so drunk. Excure, se- ex- ex- secure several exclusives. <laughs> that is hard. That is hard. Despite competition. <sighs> oh no. Despite competition with specialist gaming magazines, the program managed to secure. <laughs> Do you want me to do this no, bit? I'm going to change it. <laughs> managed to. Managed to. Right. Despite competition with specialist gaming magazines, the program... <laughs> Despite competition with... I can do it. I can do it. Despite, I'm just going to see if I can do it. Despite you can com- do it straight away. No, not necessarily. Despite competition with specialist gaming... But do mag- secure. Do secure. I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah. if you let me get to it. Despite competition with specialist gaming magazines, the program managed to secure several exclusives over the series. It's, it's secure several. That's the problem. Anyway, I've changed it now. Despite competition with specialist gaming magazines, the program managed to get several exclusives over the series.